Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by Huey Insurance. We have a 95% customer satisfaction rating. Now that's an impressive stat. For a better insurance experience, think Huey. It is NRL Fantasy Podcast time. Once again, Chris Kennedy in the studio with Don Brock. Round 16 teams are upon us, such as they are. There's only eight of them. Uh, I'll be pretty happy when these buy rounds are over. Um, to be honest, I was pretty close to just deleting my team and getting a different job after <laughs> what happened last week, but we forge ahead. Yeah, last week was rough, CK. Uh, a few big outs, and this week is a bit rougher, as you, as you said. Um, a lot of stars are out. There are a fair few still in action. It's actually not as bad as it could have been, I think. True. A few big names are uh, in action, not playing Origin this week, so that helps. But, yeah, if you've got more than six or seven or eight players in action this week, that's you're doing okay. Yeah, I currently have made three trades because I trade... Rage traded as soon as the lockout was over. So I've made three trades and I've now got eight in action, of whom some are a bit dubious. But um, yeah, that's probably uh, the absolute minimum for anyone chasing overall points. Uh, Let's have a look at the teams. Dragons take on the Storm to kick the round off on uh, Thursday night. Dragons are missing a host of Origin stars, both their halves, most of their forward pack. Uh, I'm not going to go through all the changes individually, but there's a lot of new names and new faces. Um, Cameron McInnes is probably the the number one fantasy gun, or, or one of the top three fantasy guns from, from the whole round on show. Yeah, I think it's all about McInnes at the Dragons this week. So his break-even has been really high of late because of that concussion he got a few weeks back. Uh, when he scored nine points, so his price has been dropping. It's still dropping. Uh, break even is uh, 78 uh, this week. Um, so if you're not playing for overall points, if you're playing for head-to-head, then mm. hold off and get him on the cheap in a week or two. But if you are playing for overall, he's averaging about 60, maybe low 60s if you take out that uh, that injured, uh, injured game. Um, he scored 60 last week. He's probably a good captaincy option this week. So, yeah, very good trade if you... Uh, can afford him, and yeah, if you haven't got too many hookers already, this is the issue at this yeah. point. With um, you, you do want depth, you know, coverage in all positions on your reserves. So, if you've already got Smith and Cook and one other, then adding McKinnis as well is uh, maybe overkill in the hook position. But yeah, he's probably the best available this week or top three for sure. Said. And um, Jacob Host last week doing something that I probably could have used him doing. Yeah, at he the didn't start do that much year. at the start <laughs> of the year, did he? Um, yeah, surely a one-off. I feel like that's a one-off as well. Um, they take on the Storm, who are one of the other teams or probably the other team most affected by Origin. they got, I think, six out as well. Um, again, most of their forward pack, uh, a winger, a centre, um, a half. So they got uh, new faces all over the shop. Um, and Cameron Smith, an- another Cameron, another hooker, another captaincy option is probably the, the main talking point. Yeah, definitely. Same, same, really. He got 59 last week. He's been fantasy superstar forever. I think everyone should have him by now, mm-hmm. especially if you're playing for overall. Um, yeah, this is where his retirement from rep footy has come in real handy the last couple of years. Uh, is there anyone else in that Storm team that jumps out at you apart from Smith? Not really. Not really. Um, we'll probably touch him a bit later, but Billy Walters debuting in the halves is probably the best of the min price cash out options yeah. who's going to score one buy round score and then probably not be seen again. Yeah, there is a, a tactic if you're playing for overall getting you know some points out of a rookie who plays this one game and then disappears and then you can use that position for a loophole later on um yeah i mean who who knows it's a bit of a lottery which one of those rookies is going to do best but yeah he is Mm. minimum price which is which is something it's now sort of to the point of the season where you can bring in someone who's going to be a red dot the rest of the year and start consolidating and still cope with a 21-man squad you don't want to do that too much but it's probably 
around about time to start doing it for the, the first time. So he's certainly one of those options. And, yeah, I can't really see anyone else. Bad news for those who held on to Pappenheisen. He's been doing all right. But yeah. you would have thought this would be one of those rounds where he gets a start at, at fullback. He started last week. But um, uh, Hughes is back, and so he's out, even though they've got you know rookies, you said, at 5'8". They've got rookie wingers. They haven't moved um, Jerome Hughes out. He still has the fullback spot, so... Pappenheisen will come off the bench. He might still score 30 or 40 or 50. Who knows? He can mm. score a lot of points in limited minutes. But, yeah, it doesn't look like a huge score from him. Yeah, I think a lot of people are probably expecting Hughes to go into the halves for yeah. Munster and Pappenhausen to start on the uh, fullback spot. But um, Billy Walters comes in. I guess it's probably a little bit of a question mark over Walters whether Pappenhausen does come in in one of those playmaking roles and, yeah. um, or after 20, 30 minutes or depending yep, on how the game's panning out. So definitely one to keep an eye on uh, late mail there. Second game of the round, Tigers take on the Roosters. Tigers pretty much unaffected. I think it's just Moses Embai. Yep, he's um, the only one. From the centres going into Origin, so Momorowski comes in for him. Um, it's not a lot. I think probably Twile and Madison are the two real by-round scorers that you'd be looking at. Yeah, definitely. So Madison's been great in the middle part of the season. I think he only scored 40-odd last week, but before yeah, that he'd been quite. doing really well. Uh, scores in the mid-50s, so he's an option in the second row. Alex Twile is available in the front or second row, which is uh, very handy at this time of the year when guys like Fafita are out. Um, uh, yeah, and, and scored 53 last week, I think. Has been plodding along nicely with scores around 50. So, yeah, they're the two big buys. Robbie Farris, um still in a few teams. His minutes dropped about a month ago, and they've mm. seemed to be... Not been great since. Yeah, yeah. Going, going downhill, if anything. So, uh, yeah, time to sell, I guess. Although, if you're playing for overall and you've still got him... One more week, yeah. One more week, you'll, you'll lose a bit of cash, but you'll get some points. Um, chances are you're not necessarily right at the top if you've still got Robbie Farrow in your team. True, yeah. true. Mm. They take on the Roosters, who are actually relatively unaffected by Origin for their standards it's over weird, isn't recent it? years. Just the two, I think, Cordner and Tedesco. Getting Tedesco is the other one. How can um, you forget James? <laughs> could I forget James Tedesco? Um, yeah, so Crichton's playing, Latrell's playing. Um, they get Luke Keery back, which is uh, a big boost. He's been out for about six weeks after a nasty head knock um, right before the Origin series started. Um, Joseph Manu moves to fullback after getting mm. 98 there in his previous game when Tedesco was out and also coming off at 52 last week with a try at centre. So he's sort of turned his form around uh, a little bit. And um, if you are by planning with Siwa Taukiaho, I have some bad news. He is going through concussion protocols and is not in the 21 and won't play this weekend. Yeah, that is bad luck for Taukiaho owners. Um, Angus Crichton is a really interesting one. His scores have been quite good the last two weeks. Uh, 58 and 55, but he's stuck on the bench at the moment. He's mm. uh, a bench middle forward all of a sudden. Um, was great at it last week in terms of his numbers. Scoring made, furiously once he yeah, got on the 42 field. tackles in 43 minutes, uh, something like that. So, uh, yeah, weird one. I mean, if you've got him, I guess just hope he does that again. But otherwise, uh, I think you rule him out as a buy, would you say, as a bench yeah. forward? I mean, traditionally an 80-minute you know, tackle-breaking second rower. It's a bit of a strange move for, you know, well, who was a Origin player two Origin games ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a weird one. But, I mean, that first spell, he got something like 47 in 33 minutes. Like, he was just mm. tackling, you know, to a, set, a standstill and he came on for the last uh, 10 or so minutes and got a, a few more points and finished up with a reasonably handy score. I mean, I guess if he's relying on tackles in limited minutes... How often are the Roosters necessarily going to be defending that much? I mean, yeah, it was that sort of a game against the Storm. Struggled of late, but yeah, 
weird kind of uh you know role change for for Crichton but mm. um, unexpected yeah um, probably one definitely to hold if he's in your team but I don't think I'd quite be buying him unless you're desperate for the um, the bye week points. Yep. Uh, next game is on Saturday night. The Knights take on the Warriors. Uh, a few unexpected things in the Knights team. We were not expecting David Clemmer to be available. Mm. He's been named at lock. He may yet not play. If uh, So as we are recording right now, we're a few hours off knowing what is going to happen with Tarek Sims at the judiciary. But if he is... Rubbed out of origin, we're expecting David Clemmer to end up playing for New South Wales, which would mean he does not play this game against the Warriors, but at this stage he's named. Uh, Mitchell Pearce is definitely in, even though his scoring has taken a sudden downturn the past few weeks with a couple of tough games, um, plus just a, a quietish game last week. Uh, anyone else really eye-catching in that side? Connor Watson is still in the starting team. Um, he's back to fullback. Um, the one risk with him, and he's been a big moneymaker and pretty good scorer recently, was that um, he was he was going to score great while he was covering for Danny Levi at hooker, but now Levi is back. But Origin and, and Ponga's injury means uh, Watson is starting at fullback. Um, what do you reckon happens next week when the Knights are back to, or I guess when Ponga comes back well, in that's, two weeks? Yeah, when Ponga's back is probably the question, but you would think, um, I mean, obviously Ponga starts at one, then you've got... Um, you know, Edric Lee's out for a while. Are we expecting Kurt Mann to stay in the centres while that happens? Do they, have, do they bring Tal Moga back in at some yeah, point? That's true. If Mann stays in the centres, then there's a position at 5'8 for Watson. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty good news for Watson owners at, at the very least. Is that he's not The fear was he would be re- reduced to a bench role, uh, playing, you know, half an hour a game off the bench at hooker. But at the moment, he looks like he's going to be starting for the foreseeable future, mm. I suppose. I mean, if he ends up getting preferred to Mason Leno, as we said, then... Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he's such a good utility option, so they could always switch that back. But he's been playing quite well. They've been winning games, so mm. yeah, he might stay there somewhere. Yeah, who knows? Uh, Lockie Fitzgibbon, who we all were tipping for a, a big season, hasn't quite delivered, but he was good last week good as well with a try. Week, yeah. Um, so they take on the Warriors, who, as always, are pretty much unaffected by origin. Basically the same team, other than uh, very unfortunate news for Nat Roach, who, after missing all last season due to back surgery, has done his ACL and will miss the rest of this season. So shocking news for him. He just can't catch a break. Um, Isaac Luke returns on the bench. Uh, Lachlan Burr, after sitting out with, quote-unquote, soreness last week, he returns in place of Vaha Pulu. Um, Roger Tuovasa-Shek, after a quiet little run, has got two great scores in a row. He's dropped plenty of cash. He looks very appealing this week price-wise. Anyone else worth mentioning? Yeah, I think Jess Tavunga's the other one. Yeah, so, yeah good call. Um, started at lock last week and scored 81, which is uh, terrific. He looks like, in the, the current um, makeup of the Warriors pack, he's probably going to hold that starting lock spot until about round 21, which is when Toho Harris is due back, so... What looks like has happened is Adam Blair's taking Harris's spot in the second row, which opens up the spot at lock that used to be Lachlan Burr's, but Blair had replaced Burr for a couple of weeks. Mm. Um, so, yeah, at the moment it looks like Burr's on the bench. Tavanga will be starting in the 13 for another few rounds at least, probably scoring well. But then uh, when uh, Harris does come back in round 21, which is, I think, around the time the fantasy finals start, yeah, uh, Tavanga will go back to the bench and might start scoring 40-odd or something. So, yeah, good short-term scorer, maybe a bit of a moneymaker. Don't know if he's necessarily a buy. Mm. Like, like RTS does look like a buy this week, if you haven't got him already. I think, yeah, I'm, I'm buying Roger 
this week. Jazz, I mean, there's still the chance they could end up with Burr back in the starting team yeah, or exactly. a few other players they could move around. Um, Tavango's been very good off the bench for a couple of seasons. Award-winning uh, off the bench. Award-winning Dallium, <laughs> award-winning Benchy. Um, very, like, we, we all know he's got a great work rate and a great PPM, but to maintain that mm. in, in the elevation to, what was it, 72-odd minutes, he finished yeah. up with, like, 50 tackles, 180 metres and five busts or something. Yeah, massive performance. Um, huge numbers. Uh, final game of the round, the Sharks take on the Broncos. Sharks also far less represented in origin than we're used to in recent years. I think it's just Wade Graham uh, that's sitting out, so Kurt Capewell comes into the starting side for him. Um, Fafita's still missing. Uh, anyone else? Carl Flanagan's on the bench, if you've still got Carl Flanagan. Um, probably should have sold him by now, and he's probably not going to score too much from the bench. You wouldn't think so. Yeah, so I guess Sean Johnson's the talking point here. Mm. Didn't necessarily have a great game last week, but he had good numbers, and that's all that matters in fantasy. So he scored 69 points, including a try. 10 uh, or 11 busts or something? Yeah. He's very cheap now um, by you know, gun half standards, mm. 563K. That's about mm. 200 grand cheaper than uh, a lot of the star halves, like Anthony Milford, who you might be wanting to offload at this time of the year. Um, yep. Uh, yeah, so... Basically, half his scores this year have been good, half have been bad. He had an injury affected yeah. really low score, which is why he's so cheap. Um, I'm a little torn on him. Are you buying him this week? I am buying him this week, and I was going through those low scores, and I'm not actually all that worried by them because the first of them was in round one when he got 36 or 38, and that was just round one, know, it's round one new combinations, yep. you know, what's going on. The next low score was against the Roosters, who are historically not a good team to face when you want your halves to score well. Uh, the next low score, he got hurt really early and went off with a single-digit score. And the final one was the game where he came back from the injury, which was that weird game against Canberra where each team spent half the game being really terrible and he yep. got 21 or something. And every other score he's got, I think, is 55-plus um, with plenty of attacking stats. So not too discouraging. And like you said, he played pretty poorly last week and mm. still got 70-odds. So um, yeah, some good signs there. Yeah, okay. definite trade-in target. Uh, if you're looking for buy-run points, I think he's probably the standout in that Sharks team. Absolutely. Uh, especially a buy if you're looking to sell Anthony Milford, which I am, which I only bought him in for buy-run coverage because he's out with a knee injury um, in a Broncos lineup that has had plenty of changes, uh, unsurprisingly due to origin, plus the, obviously the Milford knee injury. We're looking at probably, it sounds like, at least four weeks, if not more, depending on um, whether he needs surgery. So Darius Boyd, after one week in the halves, goes back to fullback. we got um, a couple of fantastically named rookies debuting on the wing in Herbie. Is it Farnworth or Farnsworth? I've, I've seen got both. Farnworth down here. Yeah, let's run with Farnworth. It's fantastic yeah. either way, plus Xavier Coates, who I was quite impressed by playing for, I think it was PNG for memory during the, the rep round. Uh, very young, but a you know big uh, gangly lad who looks like he's going to be hard to handle. Uh, Jake Turpin moves into the halves. Um, Payne Haas is available, which we didn't think he was going to be mm. a few weeks ago, but that's a, um, a huge boost, and he's probably one of the other real captaincy options this week. Yeah, definitely. A few other tweaks in the forward pack as well. Yeah, Haas is really good news. I think pretty much every fantasy team that's doing well this year has him already, so that's uh, very handy. Yeah, Milford, probably sell at this point. If he is out for more than four weeks, it's the mm. business end of the year. You can't really afford to be carrying uh, star players for that long. Plus the fact he switched to fullback last week. Um, he played all right, I think. There was a lot of people yeah. questioning whether that was 
part of the reason the Broncos lost, and it, it wasn't really. Um, not that Darius Boyd had a great game at 5'8", but um, he had one big bust up the middle. He almost scored a try. Uh but the upside was he got 44 points, I think, in fantasy, including mm. that big line break. So In 60-odd minutes before he went off injured. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, it's hard to be certain that he's going to keep scoring what he was scoring uh, in the halves when he comes back at fullback. So, yeah, for a few reasons, looks like a sell this week. Um, and, yeah, you can make a lot of cash if you sell him and bring in Johnson. Which is exactly what I'm looking to do as one of my several trades. Um, which brings us to the end of the team changes. So it's getting cracking on some questions, of which there are many. Um, we'll start off with Bully Bully, who is asking, is Connor Watson a sell now that he's at fullback with Levi returning at hooker, thinking of swapping him out for Big Clem? Ooh, I would not have thought of that. I mean, as a general rule for overall points, anyone you have playing this week, you're probably better Don't off. Don't sell them this week. Yeah, yeah, better off holding them. Any points is better than no points. The other thing with Watson is um, his break even's still low, 23. So um, every chance, he's a real tackle break kind of Well, that's his player. main, yeah, running and his tackle breaking yeah. is his main Traditionally, point. I think fullback's been his best position in fantasy. He's been mm. really good at hooker this year, but um, I quite like him at fullback uh, for running fantasy Running five-eighths the other time he sort of scored quite well, which is a similar sort of role. Yeah, but he gets a lot of space to move uh, at the back, so yeah, yeah, I would not be selling him. I mean, Clemmer has also been great. He was great last week, scored in the 60s, I think. Um, he, his best patch of fantasy form this year was at the start of the year when the Knights were struggling. The Knights are playing much better these days, but regardless, Clemmer scored well last week, so he's still a good buy uh, himself, but yeah, I wouldn't be selling Watson. No, I agree. Um, Chris Woody writes in, is Watson still an option if he's moved to fullback? And thoughts on Murray to Clemmer? So it's a very similar question. Uh, Watson, we've covered. Uh, thoughts on Murray to Clemmer? Well, I don't know if I'd be selling Cam Murray. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I remember early in the year, um, he was scoring well, but that included a few tries, and there were some yeah. doubts whether he'd be able to score well without tries. Then he scored a couple of 60s in a row without any tries. Um, his scores of late haven't been great. Uh, 32, 44, 44 his last three. Mm. 32 was backing up, I think. That was backing up from Origin 1. Uh, the last two games he's had reduced minutes and he played 42 minutes in both those games which is, I think, easily the lowest he's played in mm. any game. Classic Wayne Bennett Origin period. Exactly. I mean, and there's a chance he gets rested after Origin 3 as well, so true. Um, I mean, that's a factor, but Take out those games, and his scoring is pretty consistent. Um, you know, 50-ish, maybe 55-point player. Uh, and Clemmer, I don't know if he's going to be a massive upgrade, even if you do make that trade, although he does play this round and Murray doesn't. So you're really using a trade for 50 or 60 points. I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, someone with a lot of numbers in their handle asks trade Bronson Sherry for cash or keep him? Obviously, uh, like you said, don't trade out round 16 players if you want overall points, but otherwise... Yeah, so Sherry's price is dropping, break-even 50. He played on the wing last week, which hurt his score a bit. Mm. Got 25. Have tried disallowed? Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, obstruction in the lead-up, so he, he almost had a try. Yeah, that would have helped. Yeah, it would have helped. <laughs> He's been named at centre this week. I don't know if that's um, going to have a, another switcheroo. Um, Sharks were really bad last week, and uh, John Morris was very disappointed in the press conference and specifically called out senior players 
not by name, but you'd have to think Moylan and Sean Johnson, mm. but also potentially Josh Dugan were in the firing line for that one. Um, so potentially you might just see Dugan back on the wing and, and Sherry back in the centres. I'm holding for now, but um, if the low scores keep up, he could be one to upgrade. Yeah, he's been quite a good cash cow. He's into the 500s now, so if you want to make a leap to a, a genuine gun and there's no other way to do it, and that gun plays this round, then you could upgrade him. But, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily downgrade unless, you know, the savings of... if Say his price drops ten or 15000 If that's going to really hurt your trades going forward, then maybe sell now. But mm. otherwise, take the points. Yep. Uh, John Maloney is looking to downgrade Jake Turpin this week to a cheapie. Who's the best, in your opinion, mm. who wants to fund a Sherry to McInnes upgrade? Are there any real cheapies who are... Standouts? No, there's no good cheapies, I don't think, who are going to be scorers moving forward. It's yeah. basically just the cheapies who probably play this week and then disappear, who we've kind of mentioned. But I think, um, pro- I mean, again, it's impossible to know, but probably Billy Walters is the most appealing of those ones. Yeah, and if you are thinking loopholes for these guys who will play this week and not play again, you want someone uh, who's going to play late in the round. We Correct. were looking at this earlier on today. So... Uh, so a Broncos player, Broncos play a lot of Friday games and Thursdays games. It's not really what you want as a um, as a loophole guy. So correct. Uh, I don't know if you've looked at the Storm fixtures already, but yeah, they got a few Saturdays and Sundays. They're much better than than Brisbane for that yeah. that aspect. So again, Walters is ahead of the um, the, the Broncos wingers. So there you go. We'll say Walters. I'll say Walters too. Um, Oz Hazard wants to know is Mitchell Pierce a sell um, and looking at Connor Tracy to McInnes definitely the second one is good yeah um, Pierce like Sherry uh, wouldn't trade anyone who's playing in a bye week he's had a lean run of scores but before that his scoring was really good so I'm keeping the faith he's in my team he's in your team his break even's even's really high it's 80 so he'll lose money next week in all likelihood but if he gets back to hitting 50s, then you'll feel a bit foolish for trading him out. I mean, also, if you sell him, you I mean, the other halves are sort of in crisis at the moment. You know, yeah. Cherry Evans' scores have gone down during Origin since the injury. He's lost goal kicking. Milford's out injured. Yep. Pong is out injured. He's available in the halves. Um, Cam Munster's coming out of an Origin period. Like, there's, you know, other than probably Sean Johnson and... Yeah. And even Moses. Johnson's scoring hasn't been better than Pierce's across the whole season, so... True. Yeah, if there was, yeah, if there was one big standout half that you were missing then that could make sense. But as you say, there's, they're all kind of in that same same mix of scoring about 50 points a game. So, mm. yeah, but keep the faith and hope for the best from Pierce. Same. Jordy Roberts wants to know what Jazz Tavunga's job security is like. Well, pretty much as we touched on, he seems to be in the side for uh, Torhu Harris. So he's probably looking another four or five weeks of yeah. big minutes, we think. Yeah, so, yeah, four or five weeks. If you trade him in now, probably factor in trading him out again in five weeks or just his scores declining after that yep correct um ty breezy looking at captaining cam mckinnis this week yep i like it also can you explain in detail what sort of players you need on the bench i.e players 14 through 21 in terms of dual position loophole red dots etc it's not a bad question okay in detail it sounds (laughs) so you pretty much want at least one player covering every position in your uh you know, between your four bench players and your four reserves. Mm-hmm. So as many dual position guys as possible is handy. This is where yeah, Alex Twole is handy. Or if you've got a lot of fullbacks, you know, having Kalen Ponger on the bench covering fullback and half, half when yep. he's fit, obviously. Um, there's not as many of those guys as there have been in the past, but 
they're very handy. Um, anything else in terms of just that coverage? No, I mean, if you've got one guy like a Twal who covers to front, another one. row, to yeah. Powers is probably the best one. Um, another guy who covers centre and wing fullback like yeah. a, a Lomax or an Arthurs or someone at the, the yeah. lower end who you know could be you know break glass type option. Yeah, who's um, not using up too much cap space as well. Yeah, probably someone in that 14, 15, 16 spot who's a genuine starter. So a third hooker like a Reed Marnie or a, you know, if you've got Smith and Cook, then a McInnes or someone like that. Like yeah. you want a pretty reliable few scorers in your in your top 17 as well and yeah then I guess if you want to um, use a loophole then a, a red dot player who plays for a team that has a lot of Saturday Sunday games through the run home yeah do we need to go through the loophole again it does get a bit confusing do people know the loophole some people do some people I don't, don't know pretty much um, to do the loophole you, you put a, a player who's not playing in position 17 on your bench so the fourth uh, bench player um, and then in position 18, you have someone who might score well and is playing early in the round, say a Friday night game. Um, say it's a Bronson Sherry, that kind of type of player. He might score a hat-trick and score 70 points, in which case you do nothing. And then uh, your loophole guy won't play, obviously, and Sherry will be the reserve. He'll be the auto emergency. You'll get his points. If Sherry doesn't score well, you bring in somebody else for that and put him into that number 17 spot out of your reserves out yep. of your bottom four so that's pretty much it it doesn't always work um, you can backfire uh, if you don't have enough depth because you've got too many red dots in your team that can hurt you as well so there's no guarantees but mm. it's an option especially at this time of the year when you're trying to cash out players and make as much profit as possible and also there's no loopholes around captains and vice captains anymore those yeah, are no, locked in from the those start days of the are gone. Um, Ollie White wants to know uh, Mike Acevo, Silva Havili and Anthony Milford to Sean Johnson, Jacob Host and Cam McInnes are those good trades Two um, of those look like good trades Yeah, I'm not sold on Host keeping yeah. up that scoring at all Host, The other two are great Yeah, Host rings alarm bells a bit but um, yeah, Johnson McInnes, definite yeses Yep um, Liam Connor, best captaincy option for this week hmm. Probably Smith and McInnes neck and neck with Haas up there as well Yeah, one of those three um, I'm really bad at guessing captains this year. So, mm. well, I pick. went Smith last week ahead of Cook and Tamalolo and got it as, was, as wrong yeah. as I could have got it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, one nice. of those three, you should go pretty okay. Yeah. Uh, Callan Kelly is looking to get Cam Smith in via James Fisher Harris or Watson next week. Would prefer to keep Fisher Harris long term and trade Watson next week, but I am playing for overall points. Well, if you're playing for overall points, I think you want him this week. Yeah, for overall, I think you really need Cameron Smith this week. Um, yeah, that's the long and the short. If that's the only way you can do it, then do it. Fisher-Harris has been very good this year, probably better than I was expecting, but yeah. um, probably minute. looks like he's going to keep yeah. it up with two-thirds of the way through the season, pretty much. Yeah, ideally there's some other way you can free up the money to get Smith. Take a look who you can offload who's not playing this round, but um, mm. yeah. I think Smith's a must-have for overall. Yep, definitely. Alessandra Toloka, best cheapy options this week that may hold their spots in the team, and is it worth selling Taukiaho just because he isn't playing for one week? Mm. Don't have a lot of good news for you on cheapies that will hold their spots. Two very tough questions. Yeah. yeah. Are there any cheapies that will hold their spots? I mean, if there are injuries or something, that will help, but at this point it's hard to really um, predict. Anyone, certainly no one that's brand new. I can see holding that spot. Well, if Milford's out potentially long-term and Richie Kennard's out potentially long-term, then Corey Oates comes back into that 
back line. Potentially one of the Broncos wingers might hang around in the back line. I wouldn't be able to guess which one. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the issue with two at once. Yeah, take a gamble on one of those guys, maybe. Yeah. Even if they stay in the team, it's a, a rookie winger who's traditionally yeah, not a, could a get great 20 scorer. Points a game. Yeah, it's probably the best I can do for you. I'm sorry. This is where players like yeah, Dylan Browns, who started the year really cheap, and were still cheap last week, are really mm. handy because they're pretty much guaranteed to hold their spot and score 30 points and up a game. Yeah, they're they're rare, which is why they're good buys. Very rare, and particularly rare later in the season as well. Um, Dylan wants to know should I sell Mike Asibo or Chance Nickel Clockstat first and which of the Broncos wingers to buy um, well CNK's coming off a good score I don't know what yeah their price has probably both plateaued a bit those two mm. well, Nickel Clockstat's probably going to score well for the rest of the year because I sold him last week which had oh, immediate the, dividends the for curse. everyone everyone who kept him um, I'm selling Mike Asibo this week which probably means he's going to score 80 next week so way things are going, that's probably what's going to happen. If that helps. <laughs> in terms of the Broncos wingers, Coates was in the reserves last week, I think. So you'd I have think to he's think, ahead. Yeah. And I think, did I mention before, he's pretty impressive during rep Yeah, round. he did, yeah. Oh, so be glad. If one of them is going to keep the spot, we would guess it would be him. But Almost certainly, yeah. I feel like Farnworth might be younger and smaller than yeah. Xavier Coates. But there's still no guarantee that either of them stays in that team after this round. Absolutely correct. Um, almost out of questions. Get to a couple more quickly. Um, who's the best option out of Clemmer, Fisher, Harris, and Twal? That's from Sparky AU. I don't know if that's a question for overall, but Fisher Harris is not in action this week. Yeah, I think I'd say probably Twal based on dual position, dual position, and playing this week. Yeah. Um, Ben Jones thoughts on bringing in Sean Johnson for the buy round. He's cheap and he's been a gun in the past. Can trade out someone like Mitch Kenny for him, or wait to buy Daly Cherry Evans playing for overall. Definitely Sean Johnson for me, given yeah. the doubt over DCE scoring and for overall. Yep, and still for overall. Yep. Uh, Ty Breezy, who would you trade first, Patrick Herbert or Jesse Arthur's? Mm. Based on what are their I'll respective have to look prices? Look at the numbers. <laughs> Arthur's has got a bit quiet after a bit of a bright start. Um, What's he up to now, price-wise? Uh, 375. This is the Herbert's probably closer to peaking. Well, they're both exactly the same price. Oh, great. That's the hence, there's hence, a lot between them, really. Hence the question, I suppose. Um, yeah. Flip a coin. They're yeah. both just about peaked, I think. Yeah. Herbert's been around for a bit longer, so he's... Well, maybe Arthur's, if he has a good score, might sort of get cracking a bit more quickly. Arthur's covers both positions. Yes, yeah. true. Okay. On that basis, I'd probably keep Arthur's of those two. Yep, sell Herbert. Um, very late entrant before we wrapped it up. Lachlan Cox is looking at trading Michael Morgan to Mitch Pierce. Risky, but if you think you can bounce back, then go for it. Or take a punt on Sean Johnson. Well, definitely Johnson of those two at the moment. I think Johnson wins. I think it, is Johnson cheaper as well? I don't know. Uh, feels yes. Very cheap. Yeah. Uh, Farnsworth or Coates, as discussed, Coates. Um, a few other questions with trades. I think we've covered most of that. Um, that brings us to the end of the questions. Have you got your trades sorted for this week? I think I've made a couple of trades, but there's four up. You know, four you can make this week, so that's going to be tempting all all weekend. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's it. You can sort of right through to the last game. You can still make another one. Um, I've made tri- three. I think I'm going to hold fire on that, but um, hopefully I don't put the mock on anyone else because I've 
Ruined a few already this year, Milford being the latest one. It's been a rough season, hasn't it? It has been very tough. <laughs> I've been an awesome mock for a lot of people. Um, all right, brings us to the end. Thanks again for joining us. Uh, Late Mail Crew is back with their podcast on Thursday. Uh, fantasy preview show will be a day later this week. That's also on Thursday. Um, obviously, all your Late Mail and breaking news heading into the reduced round on NRL.com. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll be back this time next week. Thank you.